This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. Yo, welcome back. Today, we are talking about how to keep making progress fast past your first few years of training. So how to keep making progress as an intermediate or advanced lifter. So I want to start this podcast off by asking you one question, and that is, how confident are you that you've actually made progress in the gym over the last six months? Because the reality is, very few people make progress after their first six months to a year of training, where the where gains do come easy, where we can make progress quickly. After that, and you don't really have to have that much structure, that much thought put into your training to actually make progress, but after that, most people literally spend years in the gym spinning their wheels, allowing a few simple mistakes to kill their progress. So again, I ask you, how much progress have you made in the last six months to a year? If you can't confidently say that you've actually made progress at all, if there's no way we could really measure, like, uh, do I really look different? Am I actually any stronger? Then this podcast is for you. If you've been training for multiple years, but your body doesn't reflect all your work in the gym, this podcast is for you. So these are the seven things you need to do as a more experienced lifter. Again, someone that has at least a one to two years under your belt to continue making progress or to start making progress again and finally achieve your gold potty composition that you set out for a few years ago. So first and foremost, when we're training, we need to follow a progression scheme. Without a smart progression scheme built in your training program, you'll find yourself doing the same sets, reps, and weight for months on end. And the reality of being an intermediate or advanced lifter is we often need progression schemes built into our program to force us to get more uncomfortable and to keep pushing. So a relatively simple but super effective progression scheme I love to implement with online clients is something like this. So First, we're going to be decreasing reps in reserve, or I'll refer to this as RIR through the rest of this podcast, through the mesocycle. So a mesocycle is typically just a four to eight week block of training where across the course of the week, we are accumulating either intensity, volume, or both. So for example, let's say we're laying out a five week mesocycle. Week one, we would start with three reps in reserve on all sets. Well, we would end our sets with three. So basically, we would end our sets with three reps in the tank. Week two, we would end all our sets with two reps in the tank. Week one, or week three, we end with one rep in the tank on most of our sets. Week four, we end with zero to one reps in the tank on most of our sets. And week five is a deload, so we go back to three to four reps in reserve on all sets. Next, we're going to be using a rep range. And then we're going to keep close track of your reps and load used for each set in your logbook. Now here, my clients use the True Coach app. Um, they have a dope little like, logbook feature where you can look back and see all your weight lifted sets, reps across your entire training career that you've used. True Coach is super dope. But with this progression scheme, the goal here is to beat your previous performance on a per set basis weekly by either adding an extra rep or increasing load slightly. So this progression works very well for online clients because the decrease in RIR across weeks 
allows us to use week one to kind of feel out any new exercises and set the bar, so to speak, that you need to improve upon weekly with these exercises. And the RIR progression allows clients to produce lots of productive training time, but we're not always so close to failure that fatigue outweighs recovery. And the reality is the pitfall that most lifters fall into when they can no longer just go into the gym and, okay, I'm just going to add five to 10 more pounds from next week is simply doing the same sets, reps, and weight for weeks on end, or simply doing the, doing reps and weight that feel good on any given day. I know these are both mistakes that I've made in the past. For me specifically, it was really just instead of keeping any type of logbook, I would just go in and I had a general idea of the structure of my training program. And okay, what weight kind of feels good today? I know I want to be like somewhere around maybe one to three reps in reserve. And even as an intermediate lifter that knows a lot about programming, you can still make this mistake. So the beauty of this is this progression scheme gets clients hyper-focused on improving every set from the previous week's performance, which is the reality of what it takes to progress as an intermediate to advanced lifter. So again, it's so easy to just kind of go through the motions with a set. Again, like, uh, this feels good. I think I hit like six to eight last week, so I'm going to hit probably like six to eight this week again. Um, Let's see, maybe like 70s feel good here. No, like here we're looking at very clearly. Okay, so in this set last week, how much weight did I use? How many reps did I hit? Okay, so I know my specific target for this week, I need to hit the 70s. For last week, I hit seven. So this week, since we're decreasing by one RIR, I should for sure be able to hit at least one more rep here. Every single set across the training day, across the training week, across the training mesocycle, across multiple months, we're getting hyper-focused on these little details that, again, are where the real change happens. Now, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of this progression scheme in particular, and that's exactly why I use this in my eight-week muscle building program releasing next week, link in the show notes to hop on the wait list for that, but this is far from the only progression scheme out there. Your training volume, basically the idea here is your training volume, the number of hard sets you're doing, shouldn't be exactly the same for months on end. You need a smart progression that manipulates volume and intensity across the mesocycle built into your program. All right, so key number two, quit switching things up so often. The reality is there is no such thing as quote unquote muscle confusion. Switching it up too frequently will actually kill your progress. So when you implement a new movement, it takes your body time to learn the skill of the movement. This is why the first few weeks of implementing a new movement, you'll see huge jumps in strength. So for example, the first time you back squat, even if you have relatively strong legs, your back squat will probably feel pretty weak. But when you go in there in a couple days or another week, back squat again, you'll notice, oh shit, I added a lot of weight from last week. And then likely the next week, you'll see another similar jump before that slows dramatically. So these first few weeks of huge jumps, it's not the fact that you built a huge amount of lean muscle from last week, but your body has learned how to become more efficient at the movement, or we could say more skilled, which allows you to lift more weight, generally without building more muscle. So the problem is, building muscle requires fatiguing your muscle fibers to a point near failure, or this concept of effective reps. And when you're unskilled at a movement, fatiguing the, fatiguing the targeted muscle fibers enough to stimulate growth becomes much more unlikely as your body and brain are simply trying to learn the skill of the new movement. So it's actually very hard to 
overload or fully stimulate a muscle a muscle group when we don't know how to do the movement very well. So again, like taking it back to our example, the squat, we're doing this to train our quads. The reality is you're going to have a hard time fatiguing your quads very well, unless you have like, and again, this depends on how experienced you are. But since this episode is geared much more towards intermediate to advanced lifters who already have a good strength foundation, when we introduce a new complex movement, again, like this back squat example, the reality is the first couple weeks, you're probably not doing nearly enough to stimulate and fatigue your quad fibers to create growth. Plus, if you're switching movements, there's no way to track progress across weeks months and years it's like using a different scale every time you weigh yourself let's say you have 10 different scales in your house and every month you switch or shit every week you weigh yourself once a week every week you switch to a different scale you'll never know if you're making progress across this entire 10 weeks you use these 10 different scales same thing here like we can't see week to week okay did i progress with this movement if we're always using different movements So using the progression we talked about previously as an example, after the first few weeks of progressing a movement is when online clients really start to learn what loads and reps are needed to achieve true effective reps. Again, the last few reps of a set that fatigue your muscle fibers enough to stimulate growth is what we define effective reps as. So this is really where most of the progress happens. Now, this doesn't mean to never switch things up because we also want to be sure training programs stay engaging for clients. But as a general rule of thumb, you can keep all the movements the same across a four to six week mesocycle and should keep your primary metric based movements much longer the more quote-unquote complex a movement is the longer it should stay in your training all right key number three keep a logbook so the why here should be pretty apparent from the last two points i made building the lean strong body you want requires continuously doing a bit more work across the mesocycle and across multiple mesocycles again for beginners it's easy to simply add weight to the bar every week For intermediate to advanced lifters, progress often looks like simply adding a rep with the same weight as last week or hitting the same reps and loads, but with a decreased RIR. Tracking sets, reps, weight used, and RIR is one of the most valuable things you can do. Since you won't be able to just add 10 pounds to the bar from last week, your logbook shows you other areas you can still push to make progress. It also forces you to face the music if you aren't making progress and reassess your training strategy, which again is crazy important because so many people get stuck in this rut of not tracking the metrics, not tracking the data within their training, telling themselves, yeah, I'm probably making progress. And then the reality is a few years pass and you're still, you still look exactly the same. Again, I love using the True Coach app for tracking. It allows you to quickly look back across your entire training history for any given movement. And this is what all my one-on-one online clients use and what you'll be using for the eight-week fat loss and muscle building programs releasing next week. All right, key number four, standardize your reps. So all of this talk of finding ways to do a bit more really makes no difference if your form is consistently getting shittier as you increase reps or load. So we need to have one, a specified start and end point for each movement. So let's use barbell bent over rows, for example. The start point could be literally touching the floor. The end point could be when the bar touches your sternum. If you're adding load and or reps, but your range of motion for the movement is shorter than it was last week, you're likely not actually making progress. 
So again, like if we add 20 pounds to our barbell row from last week, but now all of a sudden you're not touching your sternum or you're not touching the floor, we're not actually going to count that as progress. We're not actually going to count those reps. And this is another mistake that people fall into a lot where you're kind of faking progress because it seems across the mesocycle you've gotten stronger. But again, form has just gotten shittier. You haven't actually improved. So establishing a clear start and end point helps tremendously here. We also need intraset breather guidelines. So if you've ever done a rest pause set, you know what I'm talking about. Basically, you take a set close to failure, rest three to five seconds, crank out another rep or two, rest three to five more seconds, repeat. So really, although that initial set likely felt very close to failure, by using this technique, you can often achieve quite a few more reps by resting a bit at the top of every rep. The problem is it's all too easy to accidentally use this technique to inflate your training numbers. So for example, let's say last week you squatted 225 for eight. Between the last three reps of the set, you rested three seconds at the top of the movement. Now this week, let's say you squatted 225 for nine. So you added a rep, dope. But between the last five reps, you rested four to seven seconds at the top of the movement. So the question here is, did you really get stronger or push closer to failure than last week? Or did you just rest longer between reps? So establishing how long and how many breathers will be allowed in a set is extremely helpful in standardizing this and ensuring you're really making progress. And full disclosure, um, this is a pointer I picked up from Steve Hall. And to me, this has been very, very helpful. Next, we need form standards. Similar to the above, if you're adding low to reps, but you're progressively cheating more each week, you're not actually building muscle. So simply recording form videos at least once a mesocycle, and I would prefer the last week before a deload when we're really, really pushing so we can make sure when you are hitting those zero to one RIRs, form is still up to par, is perfect. Next, key number five, get an objective opinion on your effort. So the level of effort in our heads versus the actual effort we're putting into our lifts are often much different. Since we do know that training close to failure is essential to muscle growth, it's important to be honest about how hard you're really training. With my online clients, this means just assessing their log logbooks so we often we can tell like if I give you a target RIR and weight stayed the same for so let's say you have three sets of 10 at two RIR. If you hit and you have two to three minutes rest between sets, if you hit the exact same weight for all three sets, that wasn't a true one RIR, one RIR hardest RIR is the hardest thing to say ever, but that's not a true one RIR fuck because as we fatigue again, across these sets is very, very normal. Almost always our ability should decrease a bit as we go through a training session, as we progress across sets, we should get weaker across sets generally if we're pushing hard enough. So just looking at the logbook is very logbook is very important, but also I'm a big fan and even more so lately of having clients actually send me form videos that know the RIR so I can break that down and I can also assess their effort. And this is, I had the exact same thing. I have a coach who does the same with me and it is crazy helpful because it truly gets you thinking about, okay, am I really pushing myself as hard as I tell myself I am? And this is also why everyone in the eight-week fat loss and muscle building programs that I'm releasing next week will have access to a private community where we'll be dropping form videos in 
to I so I can assess not only form but your true effort to make sure that you're pushing yourself hard enough to finally achieve the body that you want. Key number six, we need committed cutting and building phases. So body recomposition, aka building lean muscle and losing fat simultaneously is of course what we all want all the time. And it is very achievable. I see this all the time with new online clients, even advanced ones. So the reality is for new online clients from beginners to the most or those that have the most years of training under their belt, I should say. This is often the first time they've had their training, nutrition, sleep, management of life stressors, et cetera, dialed in all at the same time, because that is what we do within online coaching. We focus on this all-encompassing picture of your life. How can we optimize everything to get you the best results possible while also finding a way to balance that with what's realistically sustainable for you and lifestyle? So it's, it's a combination of helping you optimize the details that you can while also making this fit your lifestyle so it's something that you can be crazy consistent with. So optimization within consistency is the key here. And in situations like this, when we do create that, which we always do, we can create a great body recomposition effect in the first three to six months of coaching. But the reality is the longer your training and nutrition have been on point, the harder it is to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Unfortunately, many people spend years training without ever making progress due to always bouncing back and forth between trying to get leaner and building muscle. And this is a conversation I have with clients all the time, especially my more intermediate and advanced clients. Like, okay, this week I want to get lean. But, oh man, my training performance sucks. Okay, I want to eat more. Oh man, I want to get leaner. I want to get leaner. And like, if we're constantly bouncing back and forth, we're trying to chase two things at once. Really, we won't catch either. Again, unless you're in a good position where you're training, your nutrition, everything hasn't been on point, then it is a lot more achievable. But again, if you are somebody that has had this dialed in, like the clients that have worked with me for six months plus, the longer we go, the harder it is. And if we're always bouncing back and forth between these two goals, we're never going to reach either. So many of my conversations on a week to week basis are, nope, like we got to stick the course, just keep the goal, the goal in three to six months when you have built a lot of lean muscle and we know your physique will look a lot different than last time you got lean then we'll go into a cut. But for now, we just need to stay the course. And on that note, another common mistake is simply trying to stay too lean year round. Eating more calories than you burn in a day, although not required, is much more permissive to muscle growth. Muscle tissue is a very calorically expensive um, tissue. So if your body senses a shortage of calories, it won't prioritize muscle building. So for intermediate to advanced lifters, both male and female, this means that long periods of time devoted to eating more and building lean muscle, usually six to up to 18 months, are essential to adding the amount of muscles necessary to achieving a lean, strong physique. Now, for a complete guide to what the building process looks like, I'm going to link two blogs in the show notes. Um, one, Building Phases for Women, Nutrition and Training Guide, and two, The Lean Gains Blueprint. They're your complete guide to going through this process. All right, number seven, our final key here is follow a smart training program. So by this point, you've undoubtedly realized failure to follow a smart training program will cripple your results for years. If you are going to the gym without a structured, well thought out training program, you're not going to make progress 
as an intermediate or advanced lifter. Don't let another year of hard work in the gym go by without making visible progress. Click the link in the show notes to hop on the wait list and get ready for an eight-week program that'll help you achieve your best body composition ever, give you more confidence than you've ever had in your ability to program for your clients, and take away any fear that you're not doing the right thing in the gym. So again, there are eight-week programs dropping next week, one geared towards building lean muscle, one geared towards fat loss. These are going to get you functionally strong, aesthetic, give you more confidence in your body composition and your knowledge about training than you've ever had before. Link for those is once again in the show notes. And that is all I have for y'all today. Thank you for tuning in.